Half-heartedness. Gamble everything for love. If you are a true human being. If not, leave this gathering. Half-heartedness does not reach into majesty. You set out to find God, but then you keep stopping for long periods at mean-spirited roadhouses. Poem by Rumi. It is April 1st, 2020, and here in the U.S., we are in the thick of the coronavirus outbreak. Where I live in California, we've been ordered to shelter in place for about two weeks now. And a lot of things have happened during that time, both in our individual lives and globally. For many of us, a complete overhaul of our daily routines a lot of loss of life and livelihood, a lot of emotions, fear and anxiety, anger, sadness, a lot of love, a lot of opportunities to pause and look around, new grounds for community and solidarity to emerge. It seems paradoxical and chaotic at times, as all of these things swirl and mesh together in this giant global soup that continues to brew. For me, it's been a time of deep reflection as I watched my own reactions and responses to what seems to be going on in the world and in my life and in the lives of those around me. My routine has gone out the window and I found a new normal in some areas of my life. I felt a whole palette of feelings and emotions. Anxious, lost, fearful, depressed, angry, frustrated, disconnected, connected, humbled, loving, loved, compassionate, passionate, joyous, peaceful, anxious. I've encountered and said hello to some parts of myself that I judge as being ugly or shameful, 
and other parts of myself that have beautifully risen to the occasion. Some things that seemed so important to me before no longer seem that important, and other things all of a sudden seem so urgently important. What has your experience been like? Have you felt this paradox and the chaos, the uneasiness, the swirl of feelings and emotions and bodily sensations? Have you found new meaning where you never expected before? Have you discovered something about yourself? Do you, like me, feel the grounds shifting underneath you? In the first episode, I described the feeling of losing my ground and feeling like I don't really know what I always thought I knew. Pay attention. Remember that? For me, when the grounds of reality massively shifted with this global event, I saw a little trapdoor appear on the new ground. And I opened it and followed the way down into the rabbit hole, and into the bowels and battlefronts of our collective experience. Along the way, I encountered 
many, many stories. From our major institutions, from certain influential groups and individuals, from heated social media debates, from the dusty corners of the internet, and from people that I know personally in my own circle. Stories about the virus, and what it is, and what it's doing, what this might all mean. Stories about our lives, our reactions and responses, and how we're dealing with one another. Stories about who's right and who's wrong, what we should or shouldn't do, who or what can be trusted, and who or what cannot be trusted. Some of these stories radiated fear. Some of them hate and blame. Some of them helplessness and despair. Some of them hope. Some of them love and compassion. I felt my own blood pressure rise and fall, and my own emotional experience go on a roller coaster ride as I navigated through both the stories that jibed with me and those that I really could not stand. I noticed myself feeling self righteous, misunderstood, frustrated. These people just don't understand. Gosh, they are hopelessly in denial. And sometimes vindicated. Triumphant. See, I was right. And here is the proof. Just look at it. This will shut them up. Does that sound at all familiar? Have you noticed this in yourself or in others? How do you feel right now? Do you notice any thoughts and emotions bubbling up? I noticed that in both cases, when I felt misunderstood or vindicated for my views, I lost connection to the fellow human being on the other side. In my mind, I was right and justified given everything I know. But why is it that I feel more isolated than when I started? Less loving and loved, more fearful that my security will be undermined. Here's an honest question. How do you know something without having to get into complicated philosophical debate here? Simply, how do you decide you know something? Is it a decision for you? Think of something you consider to be true about this global situation, maybe. Even better if it's something that really bothers you when someone questions or challenges it. Come on, we all have it. How do you know it is true and they are wrong? Do you know it based on evidence? What kind of evidence have you seen? Where did it come from? What exactly is it saying? Do you know? Do you know it based on common sense? Because everybody who has half a brain knows it. Or everybody who is half decent, who is educated, who is X, Y, or Z. Do you know it because someone told you this is so, and you have good reasons to believe they know? What are those reasons? Do you know it because you've observed 
or experienced something firsthand. What exactly did you observe or experience? Could it have been interpreted some other way? Are there other stories that fit the raw data equally well? Could you have missed something that somebody else might have seen, or vice versa? I invite you to gently follow this trail of questioning. If you stick with it honestly and with curiosity, it might lead you to discover things about yourself and how you relate to the world, how you make sense of it all, how you decide what's true or not, and what's the right thing to do, how you respond to new information, how you would like to respond, and how you would like to let your life unfold in the face of the unknown. For me, this whole line of inquiry comes down to empowerment and freedom, as much as it might be about humility and maturity. When I can take a step back from this fight or crusade of right versus wrong or good versus evil and stay open and flexible in dealing with, dancing with all the information coming into my life, then the rise and fall of my blood pressure is not at the mercy of what this person thinks or says. My emotions don't have to go on this involuntary roller coaster ride because of what's going on in the world outside of me. My sense of well being is in my hands. It doesn't mean I'll bury my head in the sand and Pretend everything is rainbows and unicorns. To the contrary, this is when I can be less afraid to look something or someone I don't like straight in the face and choose how I want to respond. Maybe try something new rather than defaulting to my habitual reaction. I believe that we always have a choice. We might be really out of practice, and I certainly am. But I draw inspiration from people like Viktor Frankl, who lived through and survived the Holocaust in Nazi concentration camps. In his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he says, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Every single day, with every person we meet, every piece of information that comes our way, every event that happens, every single moment, life asks us, what do you choose? Fear or love? Alienation or 
understanding, judgment or curiosity, blame or responsibility. And our enemies, whether it's a person, a group of people, an idea, a situation, the things that we just can't stand or label as bad, this shouldn't be happening, can be our greatest teachers that show us what within us is triggered and ready to be resolved. So the first step is to pay attention now and choose. Didn't quite work? Okay, pay attention now and choose. And walk your path with wholeheartedness. Yeah, what is there? Yeah,